everybody. Welcome back to Lord Petty, the best podcast in the world, the only place in the world where we love everybody. We make fun of everything. I'm your host. My name is Rodney Smith. That is the name the government uh, tracks me down by. But you can follow me on Instagram at Lord Petty and two underscores or on X at Lord Petty and an underscore. You can get my book, The Petty Principles, available on Amazon. Uh, I wish I wouldn't have called it part one because part two, I can't make up my mind if I want to release it or not. It's pretty much done, but I feel like it sucks. Um, but that's the bad thing about, you know, because the reception of the first one was uh, way better than I thought it was going to be. So now I actually want it to be good. But that one, I just completely wung it. And maybe I'm just a winging it type of guy because whenever I really try it something, uh, it doesn't go well. And then when I just wing it, it tends to go well. And it always blows my mind. Okay, so as somebody who's been doing this for like, I don't even know, dude. Like my 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 journey of creativity has just been insane, right? So I started audio school in like 2011, okay? So I learned how to do all this audio shit back in 2011, and then that took me through my music routes, my comedy routes, my blah, blah, blah routes, working all these manufacturing jobs and retail jobs and blah, 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 blah to keep myself afloat, you know? What I'm trying to say is, like, I, I have sacrificed so much. You know what I mean? Like, some would say I've fucking thrown my life away at this shit. Because, <laughs> I mean, I've been in plenty of, you know, fulfilling relationships that I could have pursued further and jobs where I could have. Basically, I, I've sacrificed my whole life for this shit, right? And just to, like, be a professional creative, right? I've sacrificed fucking everything for it. And I still haven't, like, made it. Right. And I and I, I've learned every every skill I've I've done, I've put in so much work, so many countless hours that I've put into this shit. And then I'll take a Gary V video and you and somebody will be on there, some some like, you know, just some random person, I guess. And I'll just be like, Gary, how do I find motivation? <laughs> and you know, then Gary makes his content off giving these people hopeful words. And I'm like, bro, you don't know what you're competing against out here. I have all the motivation in the world and I still haven't made it. And I mean, I might be a little biased, but I'd say I'm a little more talented than the average fucking person out there. But it is hard, dude. It is really fucking hard. So when you see, when you see successful people, they, it didn't happen on accident. Sometimes you get lucky and you hit like some island boy shit like that. But shit like that, it doesn't stick. You know what I mean? If you look at like rappers, for instance, like, the little pumps and shit of the world. I mean, Jake Hall was right. I mean, your, your fan base is going to get old. So if you just make some garbage in the moment that just pops, that gets you really hot in the moment for the shock factor, the people that like it, they're, they're going to grow out of it. But if you make, you know, if you're constantly growing with your stuff and you're making authentic things and hopefully the people that follow you that are into what you're doing will grow with you and it just become this thing and you'll be able to stick around and, um, uh, hopefully capitalize off it, even though that's not like the main goal. You can always tell, you know, when somebody's out here just trying to make a quick buck, their product usually sucks in my opinion. Um, but yeah, dude, it just is what it is. Um, I forget exactly what I was talking about. I've been a little, uh, I've been a little ditzy this week, man. Like when I say this week, it's been probably a little longer than that. Uh, I've been dealing with some fucking health issues again, man. And, uh, um, it was crazy. I, I passed out giving blood again. Like one time I fainted, I fainted recently within the, like the last year. Um, and then, it, and then it happened to me again, giving blood the other day. 
And it's weird because it's given me this weird, like, uh, it puts me in this weird panic mode. Like, even right now, talking about it, like, I just get so lightheaded. Like, I'm probably getting even pastry on camera right now. Um, but so basically, I was getting blood drawn. And this has happened to me a couple times now where I just, like, fucking just, where I just zonk. And it's and it's terrifying. Like if you've, if you've ever done salvia, where you just lose complete grip on what reality is, and so I was getting blood drawn, and um, I just remember everything. I, I told I told the nurse I was like, "Hey, I'm I'm, I'm really dizzy. I, I don't feel good." And then she handed. She's like, "You want some water?" I was like, "Yes, please give me some water." So she hands me like this little Dixie cup of water, right? And that's the last thing I remember. Next thing I know, I'm like. Uh, I don't know what I am. I don't know who I am. I don't know what I am. I don't know who these people are around me. I don't know what the fuck is going on. I'm just like, it's just a moment of just pure terror. And I'm looking around. And then I come back too, and I'm just like drenched in sweat. And I keep like going in and out. And, I don't, and you don't know what's happening. And then, uh, you know, I finally come to, I was like, holy fuck, okay, that, that was that thing again. And then, uh, you know, they made me stay and like they rolled me. I was so embarrassing. And they like rolled me through the waiting room to this other room and like a fucking not, not like the main waiting room, but this checkout waiting room and a fucking I was like, no, I'm going to walk like, no, sir, we can't let you walk. We need to do some tests. And I was like, oh, God. And then. Um, and so they wheel me through this room and then, you know, they go lay me down. They make me eat these like granola bars and shit. And then, uh, so I, and it just, it just, it really scared me, you know, it really freaked me out. Um, because like I said, it's the second time it's happened within a year. And, um, and so the other day I was driving, I was driving back to work. I had to leave work for a minute and I was driving back to work. And I don't know what it was. Like I was listening to a podcast. I was listening to the Theo Vaughn podcast and I was going over this, this overpass and I don't know what the fuck it was, dude. And then all of a sudden I just get this like this sense of panic just kicks in. And I feel that I feel that lightheadedness kick in, like the same thing I felt before I passed out at the doctor's office, but this time I'm driving and I'm by myself. I'm on the fucking freeway. And I'm like, oh no, it's happening. Oh fuck. So I start just like panicking and my heart's just like beating out of my chest and I feel like I'm gonna throw up, you know? I'm like, oh no. And I can't just pull over to the side of the road because I guess I'm going over this overpass that like curves over. And so I'm keeping it together. I just keep telling myself, it's just anxiety. It's just anxiety. It's just anxiety. And I don't even know, like, they tell me, they tell me this anxiety shit, right? But I'm, I'm not ever, I'm not ever, like, scared of anything. Well, in those moments where I feel like I'm going to pass up on the wheel, like, I was fucking terrified. And so I pull over. I, I, I just instantly, like, get off the freeway. And I keep, like, nodding in and out. And I get off the freeway. And I just pu- pull into the first parking lot. I'm just, like, downing this bottle of water that I think God had in my car. And I get out to like walk around and just kind of get the blood moving and like talk myself off the ledge. And I notice I'm like outside of a hospital. And then that's making me just like even more just freaking the fuck out. And I was like, do I, do I go inside? Do I go in this hospital right now? Uh, like I'm having a full blown fucking panic attack, dude. Like I don't know what, I don't know what I was afraid of, but I'm just like, I just had like the fear of God pumping through me. Like I thought I was dying for some reason. And then uh, I was like, dude, do I go in this hospital? Uh, but then it's like my rat, like when I would do drugs when I was younger, like when I was a teenager and we would do like mushrooms and ecstasy and uh, acid and shit like that. Like I would always see people or even just drinking. I remember when I first started going to parties, I'd see people take the clothes off and 
run around drunk and I, I would I never I'd never ever ever lost control like that you know what I mean I've never been under the influence of anything and just completely lost control and like went wild or done something incredibly stupid but um when I have these panic attacks I just I lose all control and it really freaks me the fuck out um but I but I kept so I, I kept my one foot in reality there where I was like, dude, I'm just having like I kept telling myself, like, dude, you're just having a panic attack. You don't need to go into the hospital. You're fine. Maybe you maybe you're maybe you haven't eaten enough today, or maybe you haven't, I don't know, drinking enough, right? So I'm sitting in this hospital parking lot. I'm, I'm like looking at the clock, like, God, I gotta get to work. And um and that's making it worse, you know? That's making it worse. And again, I'm just like drenched in sweat. And then so I get in the car and I start driving and it starts happening again. And so I pull off really quick and luckily there was a gas station. I go into this gas station and I'm like, let me go get a Gatorade and like some nuts. And then so I go in there and I'm in some just like dumpster fire of a neighborhood, right? And I walk inside and there's these two two Hispanic girls working who, you know, like they look like they just couldn't think of anything they'd want to do less than be there and then there's this like old old crackhead kind of washed up surfer hippie looking dude probably like in his 60s he's in there and they had some deal on like you know they have the gross little kitchens at gas stations on the fried foods they had some deal for like 6.99 for some chicken or some shit like that and so I'm standing there with my with my nutsack and my Gatorade in hand, just like waiting to get to the register. And one of them just completely ignore me, the one with the register open. She's arguing with this guy because this guy's arguing about like he doesn't want to pay like $7.49. He only wants to pay $6.99. And um uh, one second. I can't deal with this fucking cat, because of course. Sorry, I had to go let my stupid fucking cat in. Hi, smelly cat. So he's arguing with her, and I almost just wanted to just pay for his shit. But then, then again, um, and I'm just like, I, I'm, and I'm just around these strangers in this shitty fucking bombed out gas station. I'm just like, dude, I want to get out of here so bad. And it starts happening again. I start getting really dizzy. And so I get in the car, I pound the Gatorade, I'm like shoving these nuts in my mouth. <laughs> and uh, yeah, go ahead and clip that. And I just inched my way. I inched my way to work. And uh, God, and then I like walk in and I'm just, you know, I got to like hide this thing that's going on that I'm just having these like severe anxiety attacks. And um, and I don't even know if they're anxiety attacks. Like I got, dude, I just, I'm, I'm fucking dying, dude. Like I'm, <laughs> I don't give a fuck about anything anymore, bro. Uh, but yeah. You know what's funny? I like so I went on Facebook the other day, and it was like these two people that I went to high school with, and one of I think one of them sold the other a house or some shit like that, and then both of them like both of them were just complete degenerates when we were growing up, and then uh one you know one of them's like in a suit trying to look like an adult. He's one of those where he still looks like he's going through puberty, uh, but he's like wearing a suit and has the comb over trying to look adult, but like he can't grow a beard or anything. He's like I always love to serve my clients. And blah, 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 blah. We are a family, family thing. And I was just like, dude, look at, look at these, look at my fucking buddies trying to be adults. <laughs> it just makes me feel like a giant man child because I can't take myself serious. 
I can't take myself serious, like in general, trying to be serious. You know, if I if I if I had to work some like customer facing job at this point, I'd be like, oh, we're like, ugh. I think I'd honestly, um, yeah, things I can't say on YouTube. It's like LinkedIn. You ever go on LinkedIn? Like everybody's trying to make themselves look and sound so important. It's like, ugh. I'm just a, I'm just like a, a guy. I'm I'm not important at all. I'm just a guy with an internet connection. Honestly, I talk shit. A couple people know who I am, and I think the shit I, the shit that comes out of my mouth, they're entertained by it. But I'm I'm just literally a dude. I'm a dude. I got a bunch of health problems. I'm not like, you know, I'm just a guy. I'm not important at all. If I died tomorrow, the world would just keep turning the same way it did. If, if, if I try to go on a LinkedIn, I try to make a LinkedIn and I just can't take myself serious. It's like, I'm not going to be one of these fucking people. I can't take myself one shred of anything serious doing that. But yeah, it's, it's weird. It's weird watching my old classmates turn into real adults. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. 15 minutes. Okay. Some of them, though, I, I don't like what I get on Facebook and it's just all this negativity. You know, everybody's posting like they're all the problem. Like this, this isn't your fucking journal for you to tell us everything that's wrong. Right. We have all got problems. Well, as I'm sitting here telling you about oh, my little panic attack. This is my you can choose to listen to this. I'm not forcing this down anyone's throat. You're choosing to listen to this. <laughs> Well, you know, on Facebook, talking about all just like, no, just complain about everything. I don't feel bad for poor people, to be honest, because everybody's going through it financially. I don't feel bad for poor people because they're just throwing manufacturing jobs at you. You can get a manufacturing job making like 20 an hour with no experience. You just have to, you know, actually work and do stuff. But you get experience. I mean, that's what I did. I went and got five years experience. Um you know, in aviation, but it, it would like the work I was doing, it wouldn't have mattered if it was anything with aviation. But now I'm, I like work in actual aviation and I don't work in production because I went and did the manufacturing thing for like 20 bucks an hour for a couple of years, you know? So then with that experience, I'm able to go get like a real job that pays real money. But and it's like they just fucking threw that job at me. Like I, I had some like schooling, but you didn't need it. We would hire these idiots off the road all the time. It's just people don't want to take these type of jobs, you know, but you take them. I mean, they give you full benefits. I walked out of there. I mean, after, you know, I got I got fired because of COVID and my attendance and shit like that. Um, But I, I mean, I walked out of there with, you know, I had a good savings account. I had a I had a, like a. a like a 401k bill and I had this other like separate savings account. I had like twenty thousand dollars in it. Um, you know, and it was just, just basic, like it wasn't hard labor or anything. And so it's like, you know, that, that's just what you got to do. And so it's like, they, they just throw, there's so many manufacturing jobs open. So when these people just bitch like, Oh, I can't, like I saw, I saw this YouTube video the other day and it was, there's these couples in these giant houses talking about how they can't pay their mortgages and they can't, and then their, their mortgage is five grand. And they live in this giant fucking, you know, 
4,000 square foot home, not that that's giant, but still, it's still pretty big. And then, um, and she's like, I don't think we're middle class. I think we're like lower, lower middle class because middle class means going out to eat whenever you want to be able to go travel. Like, no lady, you're describing rich people. All, none of us can just go travel whenever we want or eat out every single night and clear a $5,000 mortgage in this huge, you know, like, I don't know. Just get tired of people's bitching. Okay, we need to we need, we need to lighten up, dude. Wow, I'm sorry. I apologize, my friends. I apologize. It's been a really um it's been a tumultuous time. <laughs> uh remember remember back in the day when they didn't want to have black people in sports? Either like, oh, black people can't compete in professional sports. And now if you look at sports, right, like white people can't compete in sports. And so now there's this argument with conservative white Americans where they, they talk about uh, diversity hire pilots, right? They're all like, yeah, they're talking about diversity hire pilots. I'm saying we don't have enough black pilots because look at what happened with sports. Everybody was saying, oh, we, we don't need to have black people in sports. And then black people came into sports and we're like, holy fuck. So I think what we need to do is put black dudes in fighter jets. Think about the tactical advantage we would have in war if we had a bunch of brothers flying the, flying, uh, flying the fighter jets. I, I mean, it, it's, it's the hand-eye coordination, right? We got a bunch of nerdy white guys like... If we put a bunch of brothers in the uh, in the fighter jets, let the white people take care of like the maintenance and the you know let the white people fuel the thing up, then let the LeBron James who we don't know who that is yet, who comes from like bad circumstances, let's put him in the cockpit of a fighter jet and have him fly over enemy enemy uh, enemy airspace. Think about the advantage we would have, dude. What a dumb joke, but it's not even a joke. Like, I'm dead serious. Now, women, that's a different story because we all know women can't drive. Watch a woman try to park a car. Women have no business in a cockpit, okay? <laughs> I'm kidding. Speaking of women, though, okay? We're going to get a one more point. We're going to sign off. We're going to sign off. These red pill things, right? Like fresh and fit and stuff like that that have really blown up over the years. It's funny when you go and it's funny when you go in these comment sections, right? Like I saw a video here recently and let, let's watch the video. All right, so this is this video that came across my feed. It's, uh, this girl saying, my boyfriend has a great personality, but he's broke. She exposed him on TikTok. And let's watch the video here. I'm dating a broke guy and it really, really sucks because he has the best personality, hands down. I have so much fun with him and but it's like it's gotten to the point where right now i'm not doing as financially well as i normally do so in the past like we have taken trips but i've paid for the trips i've paid for the hotel i've paid for the rental of the car if we've been to concerts i've paid for the tickets he does what he can when he can but he doesn't do enough you know what i'm saying but he does what he can when he can 
but it's gotten to the point where it definitely sucks because I'm not doing as well financially. I can't afford to do things for two people. I can't even afford to do things just myself right now. So because I can't afford, I'm dating a bro sucks. Like it's crazy because I don't think like, I feel like females come on online and talk about like look what he bought me look what he got me look at where he took me it's like the ones that are dating the broke men we don't talk about it but it's like no i mean i don't know there has to be like a conversation about it and it really sucks because i feel like it's kind of getting to the point where if i'm not the breadwinner or if i'm not if i don't somehow make my life lead me up to making income for two I don't think that I'm going to be able to be with this person and it just really sucks because it's he like I said he has like the best personality hands down so I'm on here to ask what do I do and don't be too cold like don't be too like I, I don't necessarily disagree with her because it's not like she's gone oh my man doesn't buy me all this shit she's like I'm sick of paying for everything and that's valid she's one of the most sane women i feel like i've seen on one of these dating app or dating pages things i've just noticed these dudes that are so wrapped up in this red pill shit they consider anything that actually benefits the woman simping okay i mean you should go into relationships uh with the mindset of what can i bring to the table what can i give and you find somebody else with that same mentality a relationship isn't something where you go into it like, okay, what can I take from it? What can I extract from it? And usually like as a guy, you know, uh, bringing some sort of stability to the relationship is a big part of it. I don't think that necessarily makes the girl a gold digger. It's like saying, okay, if you want a beautiful girl, you know what I mean? I think it's just kind of like this. I don't know. And it's not like she's saying full on, oh, I need this guy to buy me a bunch of shit. She's just tired of paying for everything. And so that that's kind of my gripe with all this red pill. Everybody's like, oh, fucking, oh, you're simping. Oh, you you take care of your wife, you're simping. Like, what are you talking about, dude? <laughs> Makes no fucking sense, dude. And then, the, you know, when I, and then I'll say something like this. Like, I've learned not to. But then you see all the comments. I go, oh, fuck her, you know. And I'll respond like, well, she's kind of got a point. And, uh, you know, I'll say she kind of has a point. She just says she doesn't want to pay for everything. The guys will be like, you know, then guys will give me this long spiel and it's like, dude, you're watching this stuff because you need this advice. I don't. I don't need this advice. Like I'm watching this out of entertainment purposes, but like I don't need help because you're just regurgitating the shit that they're saying, which you're by regurgitating the shit that like Myron's saying, you're admitting that, okay, you're watching these shows because you need help with women. I don't. Um... Because I don't think it's bad to actually like bring some value. It's about providing value, right? In business, you want to provide value to the people you're doing business for. So if you're in a relationship, what's the difference? You want to provide some sort of value to the relationship. Now, if you're being walked all over, then that's a one-sided relationship and you have a shitty partner and you fucking leave. Now, I'm not going to lie. I've been guilty of like, you know, like my ex, like the reason I don't like hate my ex-girlfriend's guts, even though, you know, she did some pretty gross fucking things behind my back is because, um, in my mind, I was kind of checked out and I knew I was moving to Texas and I was kind of just like, yeah, man, fuck her. And I and I and I stopped pitching in for stuff. I was like saving my money to go live in Texas. And then, you know, she went off and did what she did because I stopped bringing things to the relationship. And that's just how it works, you know. So it's like 
you can't really be mad at women for expecting you to bring something to the relationship because if you're expecting her to bring something to the relationship besides just sitting there like Peggy Bundy eating bonbons and, you know, skin you off every once in a while or something, but I don't know. Anyways, let's sign out. I'm sweating my ass off and look it. Oh, come here, kitty. God damn it. All right, we're going to sign off. If you're listening to this, you're missing out. If you're not on video, because we got a squish. <laughs> All right, you guys. Deuces.